Welcome, everybody, to the episode 76 Hangover. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well. I'm Corey. Eric's not with us. He has not yet seen The Hobbit, so we, we wanted to make sure we, we got our, our Hobbit Hangover episode in, but, you know, while it was still at least relatively relevant. Um, Eric's a busy guy, works a lot at night, so we weren't sure if he'd, he'd be able to get there and, and, and see it while it was, like I said, still uh, relevant to, to talk about, so... Uh, we all saw it, uh, obviously, so we're going to get into it. Obviously, too, um, it's going to contain spoilers, so if you have not seen the movie and don't want it spoiled for you, don't listen quite yet. Wait till you've you've gone to the theater and seen it, or wait till it comes out on DVD and, and, and see it that way, and then, and then listen to this episode. So uh, we will be talking about plot and whatnot, so... Yeah, uh, well, let's get, let's get right into the movie. How did you think it started? I mean, I was a big fan of the way the, the movie started with uh, giving a little background information on kind of what happened uh, to drive the, the dwarves out of their lair. Did you guys think that that went, uh, went nicely? I thought Will was going to say something. Um, Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, uh, even before that, the way it was bookended... The, the oh. Hobbit was bookended. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. With, with that. you know the the callbacks to the the trilogy. Yeah. Which the book uh, obviously was written before the trilogy, so uh-huh. it didn't didn't have any of that. And I think uh, overall, Pete Jackson and the gang did a really good job of of framing the Hobbit. And I think uh, Tolkien. Well, I don't want to speak for Tolkien, but I think he'd he'd be pretty proud to see what came out of it. Um, having the the context of the trilogy yeah kind of set yeah the story of the hobbit yeah that was that was definitely a great way to to tie all those you know tie all those things together i thought you know um i had forgotten about that actually i i knew they did that but i i didn't realize they had, yeah they had started off with you know uh uh i'm sorry Bilbo with Bilbo actually starting to write the write the Hobbit, you know, and leave it for for Frodo, um, and it was the you know the Bilbo from was it Ian Holm? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Um, I but I wasn't sure if they just did a really good job of disguising Martin Freeman as Ian Holm, you know. No, nah, it was it was him. Okay, I thought I, uh, I thought so. I was surprised to see what's his name there, uh, Radio Flyer, Elijah Wood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that radio is he in radio flyer? I think so. Little kid. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, I was I wasn't expecting that either. Um I knew nothing about the Hobbit going in, I should also say. I refused to watch any of the trailers or read anything about it until I went to see it. So I, I was totally uh surprised by everything that I saw. Yeah. That's what I did too. Yeah, I'd only I had only seen I saw a few trailers. I didn't I didn't seek out information, but I did watch a trailer or two for it just to kind of get myself excited uh i i had mentioned that i didn't have i had high hopes but i didn't necessarily have have high expectations for it or had high expectations but well, i i had high expectations but also expected to be disappointed by it you know how did you guys feel going in for me i uh heard that the reviewers gave it a pretty poor review and all my friends that saw it did not like it so oh really yeah, well, not all my friends, but some I heard did not like it. Okay, well, let's let's get back into the you know what happened. So they so they started off with like Corey said the the bookend the the tie in with the the trilogy, um, and then they went into explaining like 
the the backstory kind of 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 what happened to the dwarves and why they were driven out of out of uh the the lonely mountain and i i think those those parts were kind of were they kind of sprinkled throughout the book maybe hints or uh you know i honestly i i haven't read the book since it's been a real high school. yeah it's been probably 10 years for me since i've read it so i actually bought a copy so i will read it again i don't um, think i don't think really at all some of it is explained because I did know I did know the backstory of how they were driven out by smog a little bit. You probably knew it from reading uh, all the other appendix. Yeah, books. yeah, it could be. I read because I did read uh, some of those, the Cimmerillion and um, what's the other one? I don't yeah, know. It's been a really long time since I've read all that stuff. So, um, but but I liked it. You know, they didn't they smog was kind of hinted at, but not really shown which I thought was good other than, you know, a fleeting glimpse of a tail or a wing or some fire breath. I thought that was, which is that was awesome. Yeah, cuz that'll leave that'll leave his the way he looks until, you know, later on when they actually meet him, you know. And he's actually a really cool character, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely. nice that we still have a lot of things to look forward to. Yeah. The next few movies. Yeah. Which is something a lot of people were afraid of. They were concerned that there wasn't enough material, but considering how much extra stuff they crammed in there, uh, there's more than enough material, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and I had talked about I th- I I told you guys this, and I'm not I don't know if I don't think I mentioned it on this podcast, but what the, what they could do is include a lot more details from the books that they would have you know they would have had to cut out huge dialogue scenes if they had just made it one movie. Um, you know, they, they have a little 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 leeway as far as what they can include and uh, you know they they included a lot of you know even minute conversations and details in the in the movie that they would have had to otherwise cut out so i really like that part about it too yeah i'm with you um what about you will how'd you feel about that the big three parts yeah yeah uh, as you said, I thought at first there weren't going to be enough material for it, but after watching it, they did a very good job, and there's a lot of minor details they could fit in. Yeah. Is is Will getting an echo on your end, Dan? No. I am. You're getting an I echo? I can hear Will, like, echoing pretty bad. I don't know. Huh. Will... I just hope it doesn't go through in the recording. No, it doesn't. Uh, Will's, well, we should say Will's on Skype, too, so that's why there's a little, uh, a little bit of confusion is, you know, who, who's talking next. Usually we have it pr- pretty down even with Corey on Skype, but um, we're all on Skype and not looking. We can't look at each other because we can't have a conference call, I guess. No, nah, we got to get Skype premium. Oh, I'm not paying for that. No. We could all do FaceTime on our phone, though. Our phones. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, no, I don't have what's-its-face. An iPhone. But anyway... All right. Uh, you want favorite part of the movie? Hmm. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, so many great moments. Well, I, I have one. My, I think I, I liked a lot of the parts about uh, with Radagast in it, because um, Radagast was only mentioned in in the books, um, kind of offhandedly, and I'm not even sure if it was in the Hobbit. It might have been in like the um, the trilogy. But uh, it's it's cool that they they kind of filled out Radagast as a character, and uh, the part where he go he seems kind of like a like uh, you know a bumbling I don't wizard. Know. Yeah, bumbling wizard, kind of a little bit of a hippie drug addict type of type <laughs> of character, a little bit. But uh, you know 
you kind of get a feel for how powerful he is when he when he goes into that the lair of the necromancer and is able to get out of there alive you know and i does he like deflect a sword blow or something and and pick up the the witch king's sword a morgul blade yeah yeah um he's able to collect that and take it to take it to gandalf for for the the council at uh um elrond elrond's yeah I, i'm blanking rivendell. on names rivendell that's where i was going for so that was probably my favorite part, you know, to be able to see Radagast filled out as a as a full character. That was that was definitely cool to me. Yeah, I mean, I said that Pete Jackson crammed a bunch of stuff into this movie, but it's not like stuff he made up. It's all stuff no. drawn from yep. the other books and bits of information. And I don't know how far he went because I know a lot of people interpret stuff just based on letters that Tolkien wrote. Yeah. People kind of yeah talking about stuff. So about lore. Yeah. 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 A lot of it's not even official. It's just floating around out there you know not 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 official but not well known right the lore but uh going back to favorite moments i have a couple but i don't want to really want to spoil them all the way if, the, if it's unnecessary for the conversation uh but the part towards the end when uh uh what's his name there bilbo baggins comes off the tree to save uh thorin oh yeah oh yeah pretty good moment yeah and also when uh after Bilbo has the ring and and Gollum can't see him, when uh, when he passes him in the in the cave there. Yeah, I yeah I I like the part where he's well. Do, I mean, should we go on and spoil it and talk about it? Because I did say there was going to be spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, the part where he's like deciding on whether or not to kill him. And yeah, he's so looking right into if his face. Seen the movie, if you're unfamiliar with it uh, and you don't mind it being spoiled, after Bilbo gets the ring from Gollum, he's kind of running away from him, and, and Gollum can't see him. And there's a like a intersection in the cave. Uh, all his comrades are running one way, and Bilbo and Gollum are traveling through the other. So he sees all his buddies pass, uh, but Gollum is is the only thing blocking his pass to join them. And he has his sword out, and he debates whether to kill him or not. And you can. That's where you left off. Yeah, yeah, and he's he he's kind of looking. He's like right in his face, almost. Uh, you know, with the sword, like almost at Gollum's neck, and he's you know looking into his face, and you know you you could tell there's like an internal struggle on whether or not Bilbo should kill him just by the look on his face. You can almost like tell what he's thinking, and he decides not to, and he decides to you know just just run past him instead. So I thought that was a really cool, uh, really cool moment too in the in the, yep. in the and, movie and not to mention Gollum's face during that whole thing yep yeah the sadness on his face how much of it was was mo-capped from Andy Serkis right how much was uh digitized but yeah the sadness in his face is just overwhelming yeah yeah um I also thought they did they did a good job introducing all the dwarves at the at the very beginning um you know having them come because they came in like kind of slowly they trickled in in the books um, but you kind of got a little bit of a feel for some of their personalities as they were as they were walking in the door, and uh, all that dialogue and stuff that that they had during that part. You know, that's not something they would have been able to get away with if they had just made one Hobbit movie. Um, you know, and that's something. You know, as a, that's a fan of Lord of the Rings, that's something that's important to me is all that dialogue that they didn't have to cut out. You know, yeah, and it was good dialogue. I like to call it letting the scene marinate. I say that like a lot in a lot of movies, and one, yeah. one director that does that really well is uh, Quentin Tarantino. Okay, yeah, you know he he just sucks everything possible 
uh, out of the scene and, and just lets lets it kind of ride out and yeah. just play out. Yeah, and, which, uh, which is good because a lot, you know, too many movies nowadays are, are, you know, ready to cut to the next action sequence right away, you know. Yeah, well, they got to hit, you know, plot point after plot point after plot point. And uh, I think Will just got disconnected. He yeah, just he did. Me. I got back. Okay. Oh, he's back. Uh, yeah, you know, focus testing tells them that their movie is 30 minutes too long, so they have to cut 30 minutes uh, to, to to put it out there. And obviously they're cutting all the little things just to, like I said, get from plot point to plot point and, right. and keep the momentum going. But I don't like that. I like things to, like I said, marinate. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it, it adds more... Wow, what's the word? It, it makes it makes everything more meaningful, you know. Like uh, again, uh, another big dialogue chunk that I really liked was the the riddle game between Bilbo and and Gollum. You know, that was 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 it ten minutes? Yeah, probably of a, of a di- you know just a dialogue sequence of the the riddle the riddle game between Gollum and and Bilbo. That was fantastic, you know, because yep. there was a tension there, and I don't know. They just did a great job with with filling all those scenes out. I thought, yeah. So, and I'll say again, uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I'm still not completely sold on Martin Freeman as Bilbo. Yeah, I remember. I remember you saying that. I don't know. A part of the view I have, he didn't have much of an opportunity to do because it was so much more focused on Thor and, and Gandalf. Uh, you know, yeah. Even the sexy dwarf got the screen time. Right. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. He's got a big opportunity in the next two movies, and obviously he, he takes a more proactive role in those movies. Yeah, or in, will will in those in those movies. So yeah, because he's he. I mean, he's kind of just tagging along at this point. I'm mean, towards the end of the movie. He he got to the point where uh, he was you know part of the crew, kind of. Yeah, I mean, the, all the dwarves for the most part accepted him, except for Thorin, who thought he was just kind of a pain. The other guys were fine with him, you know. Yeah, you know, other than a couple little speeches and that scene with Gollum, he didn't really get a chance to show his acting chops. Right, right. So we'll get to see all that, though. Yeah. Uh, so is there any part from the parts from the the books that are the book um, that would be in the second or third movies that you really want to see? Uh, well, obviously, when uh, Gollum, or not Gollum, Bilbo is Smog's lair. Yeah. Is something I really look forward to. Yeah, because don't they? They have a long conversation too, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, he's sneaking around. Sneaking around. He has a ring on, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yep. The uh, the dwarves in the the barrels don't they escape in the barrels down the river? Yeah, when they get uh, they get caught by elf the elves in Mirkwood. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited for that. Yep. They're a different kind of elf, though, aren't they? Or are they the I don't know. I was having a conversation with my wife about this because apparently Legolas is supposed to make an appearance in one of the Hobbit movies, which I was not happy about because that doesn't happen. You know, there's no Legolas in the. Um, but I guess he wouldn't necessarily know. But he's supposed to come from Mirk- Mirkwood, so oh. he could be one of the. You know, just in, in the background, he won't be in the background, but he could be one of the elves that's in the. That I, I think they capture the dwarves and and Bilbo frees them and yeah. put. Stuffs them in barrels and sends them down the river. Floating down the river. Yeah. Uh, I think the part I'm most looking forward to seeing is with the, is his name Bayorn? The bear, the bear people? Or the people that transform into bears? 
Mm, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's not it's not that big of a part, but they end up joining the Battle of the Five Armies, the gi- the giant bears. And I'm, I think they're like really big people too. I think there are giants or uh-huh. close to giants. That's one part I'm really looking forward to seeing in the Hobbit. I think his name's Bayorn. Baron. Baron. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't remember that at all. Yeah. What about you, Will? Uh, I've never read The Hobbit, so I don't really oh. know what to look forward to. Okay. But you really liked the movie? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic, too. Like I said, I, I went in not uh, not expecting too much or expecting it to feel, like, really long and drag. Because that's what I was reading uh, in some of the head I never really got into reading reviews, but some of the headlines were like, you know, the Hobbit is long and drawn out, but I didn't didn't feel that way at all. I I was on the edge of my seat. Even during like I said, the dialogue parts that like Corey said, you know, that were allowed to marinate a little bit, I was just soaking it all up. Loved it. So Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to add on the Hobbit? The stone uh, giant part was awesome. Oh yeah, this the battle between the stone giants. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, that was another p- part in the book that was minor. Um, they they ex- talked about the stone giants. I just thought they were giants that lived in the mountains, and that's why they were called stone giants. But I I didn't realize they were actual stone like giants. Stone. Yeah, and they were having some sort of a battle, but I didn't. I didn't know the either. I didn't remember, or you know, maybe they weren't necessarily as involved in the stone giant battle um, in the book as they were in the movie. But yeah, that was a really neat part too. Seeing them to duke it out. Uh, I think there was three, maybe even four of them. Yeah, duking it out in the mountain pass. Um, what, what did you think about the uh, Goblin King? He was cool. Yeah. Hey. I I have to read the book again because, like I said, I know a lot of that stuff happened. Um, I'm not sure if it happened in that exact order, or you know, like Corey said, they they filled out some stuff with maybe a little bit of action. Did Gandalf Gandalf did end up rescuing them from the from the goblins? Right? I don't remember. I think he did. I'm pretty he sure he the trolls. Pretty, yeah, I think he rescued them. Pretty much. The every whole, time the whole time like he does in the movie yeah which is one thing that did kind of bother me about it but i understand uh, i mean i get it because it is what happened in the book you know yeah it's kind of like god from the machine you know yeah they get into a predicament and gandalf shows up and saves everybody yeah i but, i don't feel like he was was the one i don't think he say ended up saving them from the trolls in the book um, in the movie he did, but I think in the book it was just it was just Bilbo that ended up saving them. Yeah, I don't know, but just thinking about it, like I find it, I don't know why they would make that happen in the movie if it didn't happen in the book. Yeah, well, maybe you know to get maybe to get Gandalf more more FaceTime. For I don't know. Lack he had of better a pretty good amount, in my opinion. Yeah, he did. The only thing I th- think that didn't that was kind of made up was. Um, the when they get together at Rivendell with um, Gan, uh, Gandalf, uh, Saruman, uh, what's her name? Lady Galad is it Galadriel? Yep, Galadriel. I don't think that happened in the book. I'm gonna read no, the book. That That's definitely ne- didn't happen in the book. Okay, might have been mentioned. It was mentioned that Gandalf was off having 
our conference type of thing with with um, Elrond. But I, I, you know, I don't know. There was no mention, as far as I know, of Galadriel well, yeah, and Saruman. That, that definitely wouldn't have happened in the movie because the importance of the ring wasn't really established until the trilogy, right? Um, and that's what that scene sort of fleshed out, right? Trying to so trying to attach it. Yeah, it might have been something Pete Jackson or not Pete Jackson. Uh, Tolkien wrote about later on, saying, "Well, this is what Gandalf was doing while he was away." You know, yeah. after he had written the trilogy. Yeah, because the they the you know the the necromancer was mentioned in quite a few places in the book, and that ends up being Sauron. You know, they drive him out of. They end up at towards the end of the Hobbit, driving him out of, uh, the that woodland realm or whatever, and and into he finds his way back to Mordor, I guess. Uh, I'll be interested to see that fleshed out too in the in the movie. Yeah. See if they actually show probably I'm sure they will show what goes on yep. during that. So that's that's kinda cool. So yeah, I'm really excited for the next next couple parts. Go ahead, Corey. Uh well I, we were talking about bad reviews and I still hadn't read any of the bad reviews to see what everybody was saying about it, but I pulled one up from the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh you want me to just read some of this stuff really quick? Yeah, just go ahead. Dissect it. Respond. This is from, I want to say who wrote it. Give him credit. Mike LaSalle uh-huh. from the San Francisco Chronicle. He says, it must be said that if you plan to enjoy The Hobbit, it really helps to love dwarves. Others may prefer hobbits. They're adorably idiosyncratic, small, chubby, eat all day, have big ears, and they're incredibly sincere. Still, others may prefer the Olympian elves, beautiful, pristine, sure, and eternal. But there is only one hobbit in the entire movie and only one brief sequence involving elves. Otherwise, you're stuck with the dwarves who are like Vikings, boorish, slovenly, hearty, and heavy drinking, and not exactly lovable. I don't know. I think that makes them lovable to me. But I was always a kind of a fan of that kind of gruff, boorish, slovenly, yeah, yeah. hearty, and heavy drinking. Yeah, I mean, play, in Lord of the Rings Online, I played a dwarf. That was my my character, you know. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Uh, the three Lord of the Rings were heavy on battle scenes, but The Hobbit is almost nothing but battles without a stopwatch. It would be hard to know for sure, but probably fifty percent of screen time is taken up with fighting. Perhaps up to eighty percent if you count planning for and recovering from battles. I don't know yeah, if I agree no. with that. Even even if that is the case, I don't I don't see why that's an issue. And it didn't stand out to me as being constant fighting. I didn't no, think I, that, there was that wasn't fighting. Right. Um blah blah blah. Occasionally when the smoke clears we get a glimpse of what the hobbit may have been. Had Freeman's quirkiness and humanity been a chance to set the tone. That was kind of what I was saying, I guess. Yeah. Give him a little more. Well, I, I mean, you came up with a good point that, you know, especially at the beginning, he's just a tag along. Yeah. He doesn't really, you know, start to show his qualities until a little bit later on. Um, you know, his his ability to get the dwarves out of a out of a pickle. So maybe yep. they, maybe like you said, they're going for that in the second and third parts of the movie, and you know, showing the the maturation of of Bilbo as an adventurer. You know. Right. Uh, summarized, if, if you love the earlier films, these are moments you will hold on to, but they're very few, and they're not enough. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't sound too critical to me overall, but Metacritic has him scoring it as a 25. Whoa. No way. Which I think is a little off. Yeah. That's way too low. Especially huh. for things he said, you know? Right. Yeah, he doesn't, like you said, doesn't seem to be too critical of it. No. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I highly recommend if if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings or 
fantasy in general. I, I think it's more for Lord of the Rings fans than it is for you know standard fantasy fans um, because there's there's so much stuff from the book that they were able to put in. Um, you know, those really were were nice things for me. Uh, all the dialogue, as I said, I, I really appreciated all that stuff. So, my overall interpretation of the thing is he had his his masterpiece, you know, his masterpiece trilogy, the Lord of the Rings, yeah, uh, where everything was very careful and uh, calculated. And with with the Hobbit, to me, it kind of seemed like he just kind of cut loose a little bit and not yeah. not in an I don't care kind of way, but like a try this new is things what I want to make. This right. is the kind of fun I want to have with this movie and for its fans. Yeah. So this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I, th- I think it paid off because I thought the movie was awesome. Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously some people disagree and, and right. they're entitled to, to that opinion, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's good, wholesome Hobbit Lord of the Rings fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of the re- reviews, I wasn't even a, like I said, a review, but mo- mo- I read a bunch of titles, maybe first and last paragraphs of reviews. And a lot of them said it was, it was a little more like whimsical and lighthearted, um, as an adventure, as opposed to the, you know, uh, the the trilogy was kind of dark, so it was a little more lighthearted. Um, and I, I thought that they tried to darken it a little bit with some of the ring stuff, but you know, overall, it's a little lot more of a lighthearted adventure than than the other three movies. Yes, it is, and so. some really good CGI. Yeah, yeah, the CGI doesn't feel out of place at all, which it's, it's I didn't impressive. think. Yeah, I didn't think it did in the the original trilogy either um you know some movies are all cgi and no no real stuff but i think this movie is mostly real stuff and a, a little bit of cgi to you know accentuate things. i think uh, my understanding is i think you would be surprised at how much is actually cgi it's but, just that good. but i was gonna say it just looks so good that you can't really tell yeah huh okay all right, that's all I wanted to talk about for The Hobbit. Yeah. Will, any final thoughts? It was awesome. Yeah. And that's coming from someone who didn't read the book, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Corey? Will read the books. He didn't read The Hobbit. <laughs> I remember when he was a little kid, he'd pretend to read them all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He'd read, he'd read, like, two of them a day, and then he'd, like, go back and read another one and okay. say, I read it again. <laughs> nice. I, I remember doing that, actually. Because <laughs> you were 14. <laughs> I was like six, Corey, back off. All right. Corey, final thoughts? No final thoughts. Okay. Go see it. Yeah. Uh, Is my... it still playing? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I... the 3D. We didn't talk about the 3D at all. I, unfortunately, had to go see it in 3D. Oh, that's right. Much against my, me and my girlfriend played rock paper scissors and she won and she wanted to see it in 3D so we went to see it in 3D. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I just don't like having to wear the glasses. That's yeah. my issue with it. If I could sit there and watch a 3D movie without anything on my face, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, but when I got to wear the stupid glasses, they just get in my way and my peripheral vision's all messed up and it's not how I want to watch a movie. Yeah. I don't want to wear another gl- pair of glasses on top of my glasses, so that's annoying that's just to me silly. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, I, I didn't go see it in 3D. I saw the regular 2D version. Um, I'm I'm not big on the 3D. It doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't see the attraction 
You know, I, I like to sit there and just watch a movie and not, it's distracting, I think. Um, yeah, because it's, it's more distracting than the last thing you want to do is to be drawn out of the experience. And I think, you know, that's, that's the only thing a 3d movie can accomplish. I don't, I've never, I don't know. I mean, I, there's exceptions because I really think Avatar uh, needed to be seen in 3D. Well, it wasn't worth it to not see it in 3D. That's that's a good point too. I never really thought it wasn't about it like very, that. It wasn't a very good movie. It was just no. in 3D and it was all spectacle, color, colorful. Yeah, but I don't know. Like for Lord of the Rings, it was it was fine. Uh, I've seen worse 3D movies. It was it wasn't really in your face about it. But again, it's just it, it just annoys me and takes me out of the experience so I'd, I'd just rather not yeah i feel like animated kids movies would be fine to see in 3d uh what did i see um uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs i saw in 3d yeah that was probably neat though right that was pretty cool yeah and that was a really good movie too right okay yeah my only final thought is uh definitely go see it i'm i'm a, a huge fan of the the movie and being one that wasn't expecting much out of it too um i was very 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 pleasant i should once again, I should reiterate, I was expecting a lot out of it and was not disappointed, and it even exceeded my expectations. Um, so, yeah, definitely go see it. Um, yeah, we're going to be recording tomorrow night, which by the time you get this will probably be later tonight. So uh, be sure to leave any feedback. If you want to leave feedback that's Hobbit-related, try to keep it spoiler-free. Uh, we don't want to spoil things for people that haven't seen the movie yet. So... Uh, yeah. Oh, if you do want to send spoilers, um, I guess maybe just send them in an email so that none of us, well, I don't know. Eric might accidentally read it. He hasn't seen it yet. He's not going to go see it. You don't think so? Maybe eventually. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. He actually, does he know we're talking about this right now? No, probably not. (laughs) He (laughs) he actually just texted me when we started and he's like, did you see Django Unchained? Oh, so that was just funny. Maybe he went to see that instead of The Hobbit. Yeah, because I said not yet you, and he's like, it's so good. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's, he's probably sitting there right now watching it. Huh. I do want to see Django though. Yeah, me too. All right, yeah, that'll do it for the episode seventy six hangover. I'm your host Dan. Well, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and uh, get off my internet connection. Yeah!